All right, all right. Y'all ready for the word? Come on. So we are mixing. Here's what we're doing today. Here's what we're doing today. We are learning uh, to mix between online and physical. And so that's why uh, there's people in the room and you're online and we're excited. I'm, I'm so glad to see the Bickle family is on uh, in Texas today. Come on, give it up for the Bickle family today. Come on. It's so good. I saw uh, locally Mayor Emmons is, is on and sharing our, our video and sharing our stream. So if you're online, we want you to share the stream and, and, and help us out there. We're so glad that you are with us. We're starting a brand new series today, right? And uh, so I hope you got your notebooks. I hope you got your Bibles because it's not just about hearing a message. It's about diving into the word and what God has to say about us and, so, and to us. And so uh, I don't know about you, but this past series that we did was so powerful and so good. And uh, I love uh, the message Pastor Travis gave last week. Come on, on Life Groups. How many of you guys are in Life Groups? If you're not, we can fix that today. Grit text groups to 803-205-2487. If you're in the house, there's a place in the back that you can, you can sign up safely back there. All right. But we're so glad. I just need to say thank you to so many people. Uh, to Radiate Church, to teams, to coaches, to so, ma so many that have been serving God in the very difficult season of COVID. I want you to know God is changing lives. God is moving and doing amazing things. And yes, things may look different as we gather together again, but I want you to know God is the same yesterday, the same tomorrow, the same today. It doesn't matter. COVID may change something, but God doesn't. Amen? All right, so good. So we're in this new series. We're going to call it, This is Still Your Year. Can you look at somebody around you and tell them, This is Still Your Year? Come on. Come on. You better say it like you mean it. Learn to the other person and tell them, This is Still Your Year. Come on. I don't know if you know it or not, but 2020 ain't over, and it ain't a waste. This is Still Your Year year and i want you to i want you to know that at the end of this series i want you to know that we're going to talk about that biblically we're going to talk about that scripturally you know um i i don't know how many of you guys grew up and you went to college and you lived in a dorm for a while or anything like that but when you live in dorms with other guys or girls or whenever you're maybe even live by yourself here's here's the truth you do dumb things right you do things that don't make sense when you grow up a little bit little bit more right and so I remember this one time I was living by myself and uh, I wake up and I'm, I'm, I'm hungry right I'm hungry well that's normal I've been sleeping all night so I'm hungry so I got some fruit loops that I can eat now college budgets are low anybody know that college budgets are low and so I wake up and I got fruit loops and I look in the fridge and I've got my other favorite one of my favorite drinks it's uh, orange juice anybody Anybody like orange juice in the room? Y'all don't get ahead of me. You don't know where I'm going yet. So I got Fruit Loops and I got orange juice. And I'm like, man, I'm going to fix me a bowl of Fruit Loops and drink me a cup of orange juice. Get this day rolling right and healthy. Right, John? Healthy. And uh, so I get to, I pour my bowl of, of Fruit Loops and I go back in the fridge to get my milk. But there's no milk in the fridge. And in my brain, I said, I like Fruit Loops, and I like orange juice. So if you combine them together, surely it is not that bad. Anybody ever thought something like that? Y'all too holy to admit it. And so I proceed. This is a true story. I proceed to pour my orange juice into my bowl of Fruit Loops. 
I have never ruined a bowl of Fruit Loops before that, and I never have again since that. It was the most rancid, disgusting, nasty, horrible thing I've ever done in my entire life. You do not mix Fruit Loops and orange juice together. Separately, I could have ate, here's the weird thing, I could have ate dry Fruit Loops and then drank a cup of orange juice and I'd have been fine. But when you put them together with a spoon, they don't mix. Anybody understand? Here's the thing, like individually they're okay. Together they're not. So here's the thing, it's all in how we what? Use the thing. Are you with me? It's all in how we use it. And so here's what I want to talk to you about today is this question that I've had people ask me. I know you're asking. I know online you're asking no matter where you are. This is a question that at some time in the past six months, this question has hit us. And it's this. What do I do with 2020? Because I don't know where you are, but here's what I know. There's been some confusing times in your life in 2020 and if this is still our year we got to know what do we do with 2020 do I write it off do I just sit because for some for some 2020 has been a moment of clarity it's been a moment of refocusing it's been a moment of finding your foundation in life and what you actually care about and that opinions of others don't drive your convictions somebody for some of us, we've learned that. For some, it hasn't been that we found clarity. It's been a reason to stop engaging. Well, they told me to socially distance, so I, I'm not going to join a group, and I'm not going to be a part of the church, and I'm not going to watch online, and I'm not going to read my word, and I'm not going to follow God. I mean, God, the, word, the, the, Bible, you know, the world's different today, so listening to what the Bible says doesn't make sense right now. And actually, when you're in a moment of confusion, you need more clarity than ever, and the Bible gives us more clarity than anything else. And so some of us have used 2020 as the reason that we were looking for anyway to stop engaging with God, with his people, and his church. Come on, somebody. And then for some of us, it's just been a moment where we're like, if I can just get through this year. Anybody said that in six months right here? Come on, praise God. Quarantine for 14 days going, if I can get through this day without wringing somebody's neck, I'll be okay. 14 days. Praise God. Three kids. Mm-hmm. Netflix don't do nothing for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so we're in this thing, and what do we do with 2020? And wherever you are, everyone's asking that question. I want to really lean into that today, and I want to read Matthew chapter 25, verses 19 through 30 with you today. And it's actually, if you grew up in church, or you read the Bible at all, or you've read the Gospels, and you might understand this, but Jesus teaches in parables. And the reason Jesus teaches in parables is he explains it to his disciples in another place. But here's what he says. I teach in stories or parables so that anyone can understand the principles of the kingdom. But then he says, I get in depth with you. He's talking to the disciples. He says, I get in depth with you because I'm telling you things that they won't yet understand. And so whenever he's teaching a parable or a story, he's trying to get us to understand a principle of the kingdom. And so in Matthew 25, 19 through 30, there's this story, and it starts like this. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled the accounts with them. In the easier or in the earlier part, it talks about a master that's going on a vacation. And so he leaves the people that are in charge of his, 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 I guess, plantation or whatever he's over. He leaves them things 
so that they can take care of his stuff. Sounds an awful lot like Jesus going to the right hand of the Father and leaving his disciples, anybody? Things so that they can take care of his people. Because he says, feed my what? Feed my sheep. Take care of my people. In other words, I'm giving you everything you need to make a difference in this world while I go on vacation to the right hand of the Father to intercede for you. You see the, the, the parable, the, 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 the correlation here. And so it says in 19, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and he settled the accounts with them. And then verse 20, we'll keep reading from there. The one who had received five talents, he came up. Right, so we're, we're in the middle of the story. He comes up, so he gives five talents to one, he gives two to one, and he gives one to one, right? He says, the one who received five talents came up, and he brought five more talents. So he brings ten talents, right? And he says, uh, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. Good, Well done, good and faithful. You could say it this way, servant. It's another translation of it. I will, uh, uh, good, well, good, done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. Therefore, I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. It's very, there's a lot of correlation between what it says Jesus is going to say to the faithful when we get to the gates of heaven. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom. Verse 22. Also, the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I gained you two more talents. And now he has four. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Man, that's got to sound good. That's got to feel good to those guys. They got something, they doubled it, right? And then, and the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I know you to be a hard man. You reap where you did not, do not sow, and you gather where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid, and I went away. And I hid the talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. In other words, he goes, this is one the one you gave me. I was scared of what might happen. And so I sat on it and did nothing with it. I'm bringing you back exactly what you gave me. How many times do we do that to God? You gave me a vision. You gave me an opportunity. You gave me this. You gave me that. But I was scared of what might happen if I moved in a risk and in faith. And so I sat on it. And so, God, I'm giving you back exactly what you gave me. Now listen to the response. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. Wow. He held nothing back, boy. He said, You're wicked. You're selfish. You're lazy. You didn't do anything. You wicked, lazy slave. You knew. You knew that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank and on my arrival, I would have my money back with interest. In other words... Just do something. I need something in return for what I've given you. And then he says, therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. Take away from the lazy one that won't do anything with what I give him and give it to the one that will multiply it. Come on. Verse 29, for to everyone who has more, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I know you're hearing that today, and you're like, what in the world are you trying to say? Because we hear that story, and here's what can happen. If we're not careful, we will only look at it through the context of financial blessing. But it's not about the amount, it's about the action. 
It's about the action. Let me pray. Father, take these words. Let it mean something. Let it sit deep, deep, deep down in our spirits today and change our lives. God, I pray that we would become followers, contributors to the kingdom of God through this. And we love you in your name. Amen. So the man's going on a journey, right? And, and he gives the talents. Let me ask you this. What if 2020 is God distributing the talents again? Come on. Because here's what I believe. I believe we go through nothing and gain nothing. I believe we go through everything and gain things. I don't think you'll go through anything in life where you don't gain something that you can invest again. I don't believe we'll go through anything in life to where it's not something that can make us better. It's not something that God wants to multiply in us. And I know, listen, I get it. I know we're looking and we're going, yeah, but I lost my job. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but that. Yeah, but you don't understand. Yeah, but I this. Yeah, but that. Yeah, but and I can yeah, but things all day long, but the truth is, is there's always something that God places in my hand through an experience, through an encounter, through, an, through a time in my life. And I've got to learn, what do I do with 2020? What do I do with the talents? Because in the parable, it's not about the amount that he gave them. It's not about the five talents, the two talents, or the one talent. Because we can get hung up and go, well, he trusted this guy more. He trusted that guy more. No, he simply looked and said, I want to know what you'll do with what I gave you to begin with. I want to know what you're going to do with what I put in your hands. I want to know with what you're going to invest. Because here's the truth. Watch this. God is a multiplier. God is a multiplier. God wants return. God wants a multiplication of what he's put in your hands. Watch this. In Genesis 1, it says that he is hovering over the void. There's nothing. And then all of a sudden, he begins speaking. What? He begins speaking. There will be light. There will be water. There will be land. There will be this. There will be that. There will be this. There will be that. Why? Because it now begins to create or multiply what was there into something even more. God is... Are you with me today? God is a multiplier. Somebody needs to know that. And the problem is, is many of us will take what God puts in our hand and we'll sit on it and think God's going to be happy with that. God, and here's what we're literally saying. God, I want you to be happy with me doing the least amount possible. Anybody? And so we really have two options with 2020. We have two options with anything in life, but especially 2020. We can hold it or we can invest it. Come on, somebody. Write that down. I can hold it or I can what? Invest it. I can keep it to myself and hope it turns into something or I can release it and watch it turn into something. And, and see, 2020, we can get lulled into this thing of thinking that, you know, because an election's coming up, we have to be divided based on political views. No, we can have healthy conversation where we don't disagree, and that's all right. We can get lulled into this thing to thinking that I just sit right now. I just got to sit right now. I just got to this. I just got to that. And we think that and we can get lulled to think that it's our opinions that change everything, not the grace of God. Come on, somebody. And the truth is, is I got to learn what to logically and responsibly do with 2020. I can hold it or I can invest it. Let's look at hold it real quick. If I hold it, I have this false belief that God simply wants back what he gave me to begin with. So if God gave me $5, God just wants $5 back. No, that's not the case. God wants $5 plus more. How do I turn $5 into more? I take that $5 and I invest it in an opportunity that impacts thousands. 
Are you, that's why I tithe, that's why I give me all that stuff, right? Or if God gives me an ability to sing, right? Elliot and Ariana got up here and led us in worship earlier. Praise God. We, ha, have you not been thankful for our worship during the past six months as they flexed in production? Man, they killed it. Pastor Chris is, is helping get some things together today. He's working his tail off. Like, there's so many talented, but if I've got the opportunity and the gift to sing, God doesn't want me to come back and go, hey, God, I saved my voice for you. I never used it. I never used my breath, my voice, or my gift for anything. And so, God, I'm bringing it back to you. No, God goes, no, I wanted you to impact tens of thousands of people with the gift I gave you and the voice I gave you to bring them closer to the kingdom of God. I didn't want you to keep it. I wanted you to share it. And here's what he says. Watch this. This is why, this is why when you use your gift, you get better at it. He says, when I give you more, the person that gets more, I'll give more back. My anoint." Sometimes we go, God, how do I get more of you? Lean into more of him. Use what he gave you. You won't get more of him whenever you're holding on to all of him. When everything he gave me, I put in my pocket and go, I'm going to sit in a blue chair whenever they open back up. I won't watch on the screen, but don't. I'm going to sit in a blue chair. I'll be there to serve whenever they ask me to serve, but don't ask any more than that. Whenever they don't do something I like, then but whatever it is, right? And we just put it in our pocket and go, I'm going to return it. No, God goes, use what I gave you because when you use what I gave you, I give you more to use. You're a blessed to be a blessing. And so we're in this thing and we got to, when we hold it, we look and we go, it's usually we hold it. For this reason, it's paralyzation of the fear of what could happen. Do you know what fear does? Fear literally paralyzes us in a place. Paralyzes us in a place. It, it gets us to a place to where we're afraid to move from where we are because if I go here, then this may happen to me. And, and this is what the enemy's doing right now, I believe. He's creating fear in our lives. I know we think it's the media, but this is not a this is not a, a war of flesh and blood, but of principalities in the spiritual places. That's biblical, somebody. He's taking this moment and he's going, let me get them so afraid that they won't move beyond the chairs of the church. And if I can get them paralyzed to where they won't use their talents that I gave them, to where they won't use the financial blessing I gave them, they won't use the knowledge of the Bible, they won't use any of that. If I can get them paralyzed, here's what's happening. Fear gets us to a place to where we'll sit in isolation and not be around anybody because it challenges us in a place to where if I do this, this may happen. Fear is nothing more than buying into an assumption that isn't yet real. Think about it. Most of the time, here's what people are telling us. Stay home because you might get sick. Maybe. Maybe not. Why can't I be driven by motivation rather than fear? I may get sick. I got sick. I got it. And I was safe. It happens. Guess what? Somebody else is going to get sick eventually. It's not the end of the world. It's just what do I do with it? Are you following me? Hey, I don't know, like, this may happen if this guy's elected, and this may happen if this guy's elected, and this may happen if this guy's elected. It may, may not. But what are we doing to make a difference? What are we doing to make a difference? If we hold it, we are paralyzed by the fear of what if. Can I just tell you, take what if out of your mind. 
take what if out of your vocabulary, take it out of your mind, take it out of your spirit, and just look at the enemy and go, I will not what if things to death. I will sit here and go, even if, even if this happens, my God is still able. Even if this happens, God is still strong. Even if this happens, he is still faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and things may change because of COVID tomorrow, but my God will not change. My heart, my, my God is still in my heart. My God is still on the throne. I don't care who's elected. Jesus is king, not some man that gets a vote. Are you with me? See, here's the thing. Sometimes we can wrap our faith. I'm getting into something now, but I'm going to reel it back. But sometimes we can get our faith wrapped up with our patriotism. Your citizenship is not on this earth. Your citizenship is in heaven. I want you to be a patriot. I want you to love America. But the truth is, my home is not here. My home is there. I don't put my hope in a government. I put my hope in a kingdom that shall never be shaken, as Hebrews tells me. It's not what if, it's even if. Somebody say even if. So if I hold it, I become, I become paralyzed a lot of times by fear. Concern. Here's what happens if we hold it. Concern. So I'm concerned about something becomes worry. And then as I, the more I worry about something, it becomes paralyzing fear. You see what happens when I hold concern? I'm holding it. I'm, I'm not investing it and going, God, teach me something. I'm holding it and I'm going, God, I'm concerned. No, you, and then it becomes worry and then it overtakes you and it becomes fear. Uh, 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 a skepticism. I'm skeptical of, of that and I'm skeptical of this. And I, I could honestly, and I'm going to offend somebody and I love you. Um, I could honestly trade skepticism for conspiracy theory. <laughs> I love you and you. Skepticism becomes offense. I'm skeptical and now I'm offended. Why? Because I've held it so long it's created a sensitive spot in my life. It's almost like a rock in your shoe. The more you walk on it, the more your foot gets sensitive, right? Skepticism becomes offense and offense becomes paranoia. And so the more skeptical I am, and the more I hold on to it and don't invest it in a whole... I'm not telling you don't be skeptical. I'm not telling you don't believe certain things. I'm not well, I, you believe what you want to believe. This is your life, not mine. My point is, I, if I hold it the wrong way, I become offended by everything. And now I think everybody's out to get me. And I become a victim to everything. And then, and, and then religion, if I hold religion instead of relationship, religion becomes spiritual superiority. To where because I've held religion, I'm better than you are. And I know more than you because you're not doing it my way. Then you are not biblical and you are this and you are that. And I look at you and say, I will kick you in the throat. If we hold on to religion the wrong way, we become spiritually superior. And now we start to buy into a works-driven faith. That isn't about the work of Jesus, it's about the work of Brandon. You see, when we hold it, it turns into something. That it shouldn't. But when we invest it, Romans 8.28 says it like this. All things, you know it, all things work together for the good of those who love God according to him, work according to his purpose. Right? Watch this. When we begin to invest things, investment is the knowledge that God is going to make it happen. Investment is going, I'll take the risk because I know who God is anyway. I'll take the chance because I'm not worried because it's even if, not what if. I'll take the chance because I'm not that concerned about it. See, the man that had one talent was so afraid of what might happen that he sat on it. And then he, got a, he lost that and he lost his freedom. But the two men that weren't afraid of that, they said, I'll take a chance. Let's see if I can get double. And they went out and got double. He looked at him and he said, well done, good and faithful servant. 
See, what I don't want to happen is us to get back to a, in the church, and I don't want us to get back to a place to where we're communing with God and get to a place to where at the end of our life we're meeting him face-to-face, and, he look, and we look at him and go, God, look what I brought you. I don't want, hear me today, if you're coming on October the 4th or beyond, I don't want you to walk in these rooms and go, watch, hey, hey, and worship. Go, God, for six months I hadn't done this, but look what I got, all the worship I stored up. And God's going to go, no, 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 you don't understand. I didn't want you to hold the worship to yourself for six months just because you're not in a building. I wanted you to give it in your home because your family needs to see you worship and your family needs to see you adore me and your family needs to see you as submit to me and your family. See, God may have been taking the church and trying to put it where it needs to be outside of the walls of the church to begin with, but because we idolize buildings and we idolize steeples, we have sat back and said, no, I will not do that because it's weird. Anybody in the room? So we're in this thing to where I got to go. I'm investing. I'm investing. And here's what I want you to know. Maybe you're going, I didn't invest for six months. That's all right, because we can start today. We can start today. Because when we learn to invest things, here's what happens. Hurt, watch this. When I take the hurt that I've gone through in my life and I invest it the right way, it becomes brokenness. And when I take that brokenness and I go, God, that hurt created this and that. Maybe it's through talking with a counselor. Maybe it's through talking with my life group, whatever it is. I see the brokenness and I invest it the right way. Now, all of a sudden, I look and now there's an intimacy with God because I'm talking to God about things that I've hidden from him for years. I'm investing. I'm investing. Maybe in investing is, is there's a jaded past. I've been so ashamed of and I don't, I don't want to be a part of and I don't want anybody to know about and, 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 and there's a jaded past. Pastor Mark, come on up. Um, and, and there's a jaded past in my life and then what happens when I invest it the right way is it becomes the realization of the need of a Savior. I can't get through this by myself. I've done entirely too much. I need, I need a Savior. And then the realization of a need of a Savior invested the right way becomes the salvation of Jesus through the cross. If I, if I have financial blessing in my life and I invest it the right way and I use it for the kingdom to make an impact that goes beyond anything that a dollar bill can do, then it becomes an opportunity of generosity. And that opportunity of generosity invested the right way becomes lifelong impact across the globe. Because maybe by yourself, giving $5 doesn't plant churches in Israel to reach people. But when we get a church of hundreds, we can look and go, we're going to plant churches in Israel. Maybe $5 or whatever your tithe is doesn't build a building in Kershaw County. But when we all say, I believe in it enough, it builds a building in Kershaw County. Maybe by myself, I can't start a campus in Florence who's begging for it. But when we all say, do you follow what I'm saying today? It's investment. It's all taking that chance. So do I hold it or do I invest it? See, this year, here's what I can confidently say to everybody here and everybody there. I can confidently say that This year, you've been handed some things that you didn't know you'd be handed. I can confidently say that if you're a law enforcement officer, you didn't see this happening. 
I can confidently say that if you're someone of color, you probably didn't see this year coming the way that it did. I can confidently say that if you lost your job, you didn't know that was coming. I can confidently say that we didn't see church being closed down on a Friday afternoon as we were preparing to see a move of God on Sunday morning. I can confidently say when that happened, I didn't see it happening for six months. But here's what I can also confidently say. That the seeds that are in my hand, today we get a choice to invest or to hold. And God blesses an open hand, not a closed one. God multiplies what's in an open hand, not a closed one. And I don't know where you are today. I don't know what's going on today, but the rest of this year plays out. The way it plays out depends on two people. You and God. Doesn't depend on the people on Facebook. It doesn't depend on the likes you get on Instagram. It doesn't depend on the, the, the faith your parents have. It's you and it's God. And here's what I want to tell you. We will not stop. We will not quit. This year is not wasted. This year is not over. Everything we've been through will not determine everything that we will go through. And we will not stand in fear. We will not stand for anything other than the truth that even if God is still God, no matter what if, even if, even if this happens, God is still God. And I want you to hear me today. This is still your year. This year isn't over. This is still your year. It's up to you and God. This is still your year. Come on, say it with me. This is still your year. I'm telling you, God's got something up his sleeve for the end of this year. I know things may get bad. I know things may get difficult. I know division may increase. But this is still your year. In the grace of God, this is still your year. And for some of you, this is still your year because right now you're about to take a step of faith and you're about to put your life in the, in the hands of Jesus. You're about to allow him to take your life and place it on that cross that he hung on for you. And we're going to pray together. And if you're in the place and you're like, I need to give my heart to Jesus today. If you're in the, it, 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 watching this online, I want you to know there's still a way that you can pray and give your heart to Jesus. You don't have to be here today to give your heart to Jesus. I just want everybody in the room and everybody online to close their eyes. And if this is you, I want you to repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for dying for me that I could have life and relationship with Father God forever. This is the beginning of a life of purpose, promise, and hope. This is still my year. Walk with me, trust me, and love me. From this day forward, I won't be perfect, but I will be obedient. In your name, amen. I want you to know if you prayed that prayer, and you, if the Bible says if you say it with your mouth and believe it with your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. I want you to know you are welcome to the family of God today. I'd love for you. Yeah, come on, make some noise in the room. There's people celebrating with you. We'd love for you to text the word CONNECT. 803-205-2487. Let us know because we have some resources we'd love to give you. One more thing. 
I want to start something. I, I really felt this. Over the next 31 days, I want to do something called Proverbs and Prayer. You know, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs, so I want you to do something. I want to be a part of something as, as a unity, as a, as a body, as, as, as God moving us forward. Proverbs and prayers, for the next 31 days, we will commit to read a chapter of Proverbs and pray over a prayer prompt that we've, we've got ready for you. Here's what I need you to do, okay? If you want to be a part of that, if you'll pray with us and you'll, you'll read Proverbs with us and you'll lean into God's Word and you'll lean into what God's saying right now in this season, if you'll do that with us, will you do me a favor? Will you text PRAY to 803-205-2487? That's it. PRAY. In the room, in the room, online, everybody. Just if you'll do that with us. And what's going to happen is you'll get a link. Click on that link and it gives you the schedule for the next 31 days. It's going to come online as well, but if you sign up, we can keep track of who, who's doing it. Pray, P-R-A-Y, 803-205-2487. We want you to be a part of that. We want you to pray with us, and for 31 days, we're going to pray. And then after that's over, we're going to move into a, we're going to have a prayer walk that you're going to hear more about over this town and over this county that we're going to pray and see God do something amazing. Are you ready? Are you ready? Come on, we got one more worship song together. If you would stand to your feet. Father, we honor you. We give you everything. Let us invest and not hold. God, let us take everything you've given us and let us do with 2020 what you would have us to do with 2020. I pray lives are changed online. Lives are changed in line. We will walk this out. We're not sitting here to hear a word. We're sitting here to hear some action. God, we honor you. We worship you.